it is a healing process but a healing process that your children are going to see with their own eyes and is going to enrich them so much i'm rachel and i'm marcela and you're listening to the parenting with understanding podcast we are parenting coaches who have helped millions of parents like you all over the world go from feeling isolated and hopeless unable to break the cycle of permissive or punitive parenting to feeling confident in parenthood and connected to their children's needs Hi, Rachel. How are you? Hi, Marcella. I'm doing well. I'm really excited about the continuation of the coaching session from last week. I'm sure everybody was waiting on pins and needles like, okay, how is this going to wrap up? Because it was such a great first portion and it was kind of a cliffhanger a little bit. And I promise the listeners that we're going to get to the solution with Francesca on how to find other ways to communicate herself with kindness. The only way possible to get there is to start from the beginning, from the root, which are our beliefs, our feelings, the, the stories that we have in our head. So that was part one. Part two, we are going to establish new beliefs. And we're going to look for practical ways and things that she can actually do to express herself with kindness, even when when Diego is screaming and then La, and then Clarice is screaming, everybody at the same time, that she still feels that she's enough, even if everybody's needing her at the same time and she can only attend to one for her to believe that she's enough. <laughs> so I that's gonna be the the intention for, for this session. And remember that in January, we are launching HIC's Parenting Coaching Program, where you get to have this experience every week with an HIC Parenting Coach. It could be me, it could be Rachel, it could be any other one of our parenting coaches. We have several coaches in HIC Parenting Education. For you to find your transformation, a lot of the times it's not getting more information from the internet. It's about somebody with training to go into our belief system, into our history, into our family dynamic and rewiring our nervous system, our beliefs, everything from the ground up. And that's going to be the goal for the, for the coaching program. So I hope you get to join us. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that parents often come with these with the intention of, okay, I, I have this problem in my parenting and I, I just want some solutions with that, right? But if you imagine that we if we just gave the solutions and it would be like a roof that had a few holes in it, but the belief system from which those the parents are showing up in those moments is actually the foundation. If the foundation is cracking or crumbling in certain areas, obviously we would want to tend to the foundation before we touch the roof because the roof is going to be no good if the foundation falls apart, right? And so if, if you are getting anything out of these coaching sessions, please let us know on social media. We got a lot of great feedback from last month's coaching session, and um, I think you guys are really going to love this episode with Francesca. So if you want to be coached in the Parenting with Understanding podcast, email us info at hacparenting.com and let us know of your intention. Maybe yes, maybe no, <laughs> depending on, because we do one one a month. Uh, so maybe you get to be with us on the Parenting with Understanding podcast and find your parenting solutions. For the listeners who did not, did not hear part one, 
she's finding, trying to find ways to communicate kindly with her kids. Uh, and right now, her main roadblock is her belief system that she's not enough. She feels trapped and alone. And then we are moving that belief system. We're, we're, we're going to recreate a new belief system in this coaching session towards a more expansive, supportive belief. Um, and you know something, um, Francesca, I want to offer that limiting belief that you have a lot of empathy. And this is why it did serve you. It served you when you were growing up. When your brother did things for you to feel that way, for you to believe that, that, that you were not enough, and then you try more, you were trying more and more and more, that was actually something that served you at the time because you did not have other tools, you did not have other support to help you work through that disappointment in a better way. And now you are in your parenting and you're an adult now. You're an adult now and that limiting belief is still carrying on and you don't have to carry it on. You don't have to because it, even though it served you in the past, it kept you safe. It kept you like, if I try hard enough, he's going to see me. Right now, as an adult, as an adult, that same limiting belief that served you in the past is not serving you right now. And you have more tools, more resources as an adult. And now you have a parenting coach here helping you. So my question here. Francesca, I know that you, you said that your, your neck hurts, that you feel a little stressed. What about if we, we start loosening up that limiting belief of I'm not enough, of because I'm not enough, then I'm neglecting my kids because it comes all from that limiting belief. Because I'm not enough, then I'm trapped. Because I'm not enough, then I feel alone. Are you ready? To loosen up the part of your body where that belief resides and softening it towards a more expansive belief. You said that you feel a tightness on your neck. Is that where you feel the I'm not enough? Yes. Okay. So what about if we close our eyes and then we start loosening up that side? Maybe just move your neck side by side. Take a deep breath and deep, a deep breath in and out. And just imagine that that, as you move your neck side by side, the not-enoughness is melting away. You're melting away the not-enoughness. And then you are going to go to that place where that, the ego needs you. And Clarissa is crying on the back. And you are in that, getting to that place of, uh, I'm not enough because if I were enough, I would be able to attend to both of my kids <laughs> at the same time. And we know both know that cannot be possible sometimes. So if you were to tell yourself from a place of, I am enough, I'm not trapped. I am 
able, I am capable, I am enough, and I have everything I need to attend to my children, what would you tell yourself at that moment? You could keep moving your neck, your eyes could stay closed if you need to, if not, you could open your eyes. Uh, those thoughts are, are deeply eradicated. I know I can be enough. It's just not easy to say it out loud. Mm, you're not ready to believe that yet. Is that what you're telling me? I want to believe it. Right. But it just doesn't feel true to you right now. I I I want to I would like experience it before saying it out loud. I think it will be more mm, truthful to see me doing it, to see me believe in it. Let's go back to what you've tried so far to get to that place of feeling, feeling I am enough. Remember that I am enough is not a feeling, it's, an, it's a belief. It's a thought that you have. So right now, what you've been doing to get to that place is trying and trying and trying and trying and keep on trying. And that belief is, is still there. doesn't matter how much you try because it's a belief. It's not a place of, it's not a feeling. Feelings come from beliefs. So you're not going to feel enough or you're not going to feel that fullness in your heart until you believe you are enough. And it could take maybe more than one session. Maybe you need to be in the coaching program that is 15 weeks. And you may see the transformation on week 15. And it's not about right now about breaking that cycle of like, okay, I need to live in 30 minutes feeling that I am enough, I'm powerful, I, I, I have everything but it takes it for 34 years, I believe the opposite. But what step can we take forward in order to soften that cycle, to soften that belief? Of course, my perspective is completely different. Mm -hmm. I, I, I realize just in this session way more than I've been realizing in therapy or in my my own thoughts day after day for years so of course i'm willing to to keep on trying and and be ready to say it out say it out loud that i believe in myself that i'm not i am enough would you be willing to allow me to hold you through this process for for the next few minutes yes Okay, so taking the first step is not about keep on trying to be enough or to feel enough. Taking the first step is about telling yourself you are enough and telling yourself every single day when you feel you're getting there to that place of despair, I'm trapped, I'm lonely, I'm not enough. 
But in order for you to get to that place of awareness, you need to start recognizing where it resides in your body. Because the reason why we react, the reason why we end up snapping and yelling is because we are now, we're not aware of what's happening in our, in our body. And then the last thing that happens is that that, that that belief is so strong and so hard in our body that it just comes out. The idea is for, for you to start catching it with awareness. Right now it's with awareness. Later on it's going to be with a full, like my nervous system feels I'm enough, right? Mm-hmm. But right now it's with awareness. With awareness, when Clarice is crying in the back and Diego is needing something right now and Clarice is crying in the back and then you start feeling that tightness on your neck that you said that you feel on the back of your neck, for you to, to, to stop and say, Francesca, I feel a tightness in my neck that comes from the belief of I'm not enough. And I know that's not true because I am enough. And then we move forward. Would you be willing to start softening that cycle? Because that's how you start with baby steps. Yes. Okay. So when you are, let's go back to the place that Diego is needing you, or even to the place that um, Diego is not going to school because Clarissa is sick as well. And then what's happening right before you start like, okay, let me try to fix it. Let me try to make him feel comfortable. Let me try, let me try, let me try. What, what's happening for you in your body right before that, before you, you enter the, 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 the pattern of I'm not enough and then I'm going to try hard. So I feel my shoulder that ties up my heart racing and my mind that is trying to catch up with everything that I can remember to try to come up with a new idea to be the fun, entertaining mom. Right. Like, I need to keep them entertained because, okay, I understand. Otherwise, they will realize that going to school, it would have been way better than... Than staying home. Yeah. Because just them having me as I am, for you, it feels like it's not enough. Is that right, what you're saying? Yes. Okay. So let's just go back to that moment of when you, before you start acting with the the rushed energy of, I need to prove, prove him that I am enough, I'm fun enough to, to hang out with me. What can you do to soften enough that part of your body? For example, for me, <laughs> I'm a stretcher. So when I have, I have, I have limiting beliefs like you, all of us have, right? My limiting belief, I grew up thinking I'm invisible. So when, when that belief comes to me, I feel it in my stomach and then I go on my stomach if I, if I have the opportunity and I stretch, like doing like cobra, like cobra yoga pose. Is there something that you can do, a sensory calming tool? It could be something that you do with your body. It could be something that you grab. It could, it could be pressure. 
on your neck. It could be a little massager on your neck. It could be putting hot, uh, cold water on your face. What is something that could help you softening up that part of your body? I really like the the sensation that a hug gives me while I hug I breathe deeply and it's like it's just work like magic my back my back feels different like after a massage <laughs> mm. is Diego and Clarissa huggers or do, do they enjoy hugs yes I'm just picturing, like, I'm just imagining, like, he's not going to school, and then he's like, okay, he's not going to school. Maybe not a hugger in that particular time. Okay, so at that time, when you start with that rushed energy of, I need to prove him that I'm, I'm, I'm a fun enough mom to be around. So what can help you? I'm on my breathing and, and focus on that one. Okay. This same breathing that I will do while I hug someone, I can take away the hugging parts and focus on my breathing. On your breathing, okay. And what can you tell yourself at that particular moment when you notice your neck getting tight? Because it comes from that belief. That I am enough. I will not say I can do it because that is going to make me go on another path that it will, it will automatically automatically say that if I can do it, if I think I can do it, of course I can if I think that I'm enough, right? You have to start telling yourself, I don't want to tell you what to do, actually. But that, that's, that's the baby step. Because the other, the, you have two roads. Road number one is stay how you are, repeating the same, like you're telling yourself a story, the story of I'm not enough, and if you don't disrupt that story with your words, then that story is going to keep running the day. What is that costing you? So much. So do you see the benefit of, st of start telling yourself a different story, even if your nervous system is not there yet? Yes, totally. My mind is already going and I'm trying to live in tomorrow morning. And I can see myself like as a different person from, from behind, like if it's a movie that I try to, not to repeat it to myself, but to tell it to myself. What other things outside that very specific moment you could use to tell yourself that truth? So maybe when the, the time comes that you feel the tightness in your neck, you're, you're, so, you're already used to telling yourself, Francesca, you're enough. <laughs> Whew, let's breathe deep. I'm sweating. It's like eight hours of work. It's a lot. But I, I mean, I, I, I get it. Like, I'm connecting. Let's go back to your intention. You say you want your son to look at you with loving eyes and not disappointment eyes. Yes. And when you said that, you said that from the place of not enoughness. You see that? Yes. I wonder what, like if we were to ask him right now, are you disappointed of mommy? I wonder what would he say? 
I don't think he will. He will say that he is because I don't think he will find a reason to be right. disappointed. It's just you telling that story of I need to try more in order to for him to not be disappointed of me. So can we move on to the child-centric piece, like the actual tools of what to do? Um, and how I said, this process with our clients takes sometimes takes weeks, sometimes takes two months. So <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to feel like I am enough once we, we hang up, but for you at least to have the tools and the awareness yes. of your pattern. So moving on. So let's just say that it's time to stay home. And then you are from that place of, I, didn't, I don't need to do more or, or make, up, make up more activities to do with them because I, I am enough. If you were to think about how would that morning go, how would you picture it to be? I would like to not have the, to not think about them expecting me to do or to be in a certain way, but the freedom from my point of view to be able to get down on my knee and with a smile, ask, simply asking, what would you like to do? Oh, yes. So instead of like, Francesca, okay, I need to come up with something to go to them and then like, Diego, okay. So now you have a full morning with mommy and Clarissa. What can we do? What about if he tells you, is it okay we role play a little bit? Does it feel safe to you? Yes. Okay. I love it. Okay. So what about if I'm Francesca? Yes. Okay. So you are Diego. You close the door, daddy went to work and you're like, Diego, you know what? Clarissa is sick. And you know what? You're not sick. However, if I send you to school, it's not going to be safe for the other kids because you might bring Clarissa's germs to your school. So today we're going to have to hang out here in the house. So what would Diego say to that normally? Normally, that he wouldn't like to miss school because he would have extra homework to do. And he will be worried to not be able to keep up with the friends. And he would like to play outside with cards with his friends. Okay. I hear you that you are worried that you're going to be behind in school. And then that you're disappointed that your friends, uh, that you don't get to see your friends today. Is that what you're telling me, Diego? Yes. Okay. So what about we set up a plan for you to work on your homework in a way that it doesn't feel like you're, you're with a lot to do the next day? Is it okay if we work on a plan so the homework is not, is not too much for you the next day? Sounds good. Okay. Now, what can we do here in the house for this morning? What do you imagine? What, what would you want to do this morning? 
Would you, you said that you wanted to go and play cards with your friends. Yeah, can I play cards with you? Okay. You know something, right right now I hear Clarissa, she's sick and she's needing, needing mommy right now, right? So what about, and I really want to play cards with you, I really want to. Mommy is one mommy and you are two. And for mommy to take care of you, sometimes I need to go to Clarissa and then go to you or go to you and then to Clarissa. And it's hard for me to do both at the same time. So what about if I go and attend to Clarissa, right now she's crying, I get her comfortable, maybe uh, on her, uh, she's four, maybe with her iPad or with Play-Doh, and then after that we can go play cards. Does it sound good to you? Yes, I can wait for you while I play something else. So what about if Clarissa is crying in the background, and as you say that, you say, Larissa, honey, uh, I'm here with Diego. I'm here with Diego right now. Yeah, I know that you need me, and he needs me too. I promise I'm, I'm going to be with you after I talk to him. That's going to be different. <laughs> she would not like it. Oh, okay. So how would she react to that? Uh, she will come close to me, cry, and hug me and not let me go. Okay. Let's just say she's hugging you, and then you're talking to Diego. Are you able to talk to your son while she's crying, or you need that, like, that? Because, for example, I have ADHD, and for me it's hard to, to hear myself when there is a lot of noise. But I, some people are able to do that. Are you able to do that? I'm able to do it, but at the same time, I feel that if I hold her, while she cries, he thinks that I am prioritizing her because she is the, the loudest one and the littlest one. I have to talk to him. I basically have uh, his sister crying or attached to me. But every time I ask him to wait so I can go to her, he waits. So he told me that if... He feels left out because he can have he can have me one on one even for for two minutes if he has to talk to me. Okay, I'm not. I I try to not make excuses, so I try to not use you know to be the example. You know, she's the youngest. I I don't like to use those kind of explanation. But at the end, in the end, she. She is always attached to me. Even if I try calmly to explain that she is safe, she is okay, that I will be right there. But she she doesn't let me go for a second. Okay, so let's go back to the belief. You are in the belief of I'm enough. You're in the belief of I have what it takes. Um, I'm enough could mean as well to attend one at a time. So, is and your Clarissa is four years old, right? Yes. Is four years old. Okay. Is there something that she can do to entertain herself for the thirty seconds that you're explaining things to your son? 
she could do everything. Yes, a lot of different things. Okay. So let's just say that you, you know you're about to have that conversation with your son. What can, how can you set her up in order that she feels like, okay, now I have something to do or mommy checked on me? I tried many different things like uh, set her up with uh, uh, colored dries with caps, with all her favorite activities, toys, but in in the end she will not talk to me for more because she is mad that I basically left her alone. Okay. I think it's jealousy, of course, but... um, and then when she's mad, she just goes and grabs on your hip and wants to be next to you. Is that what you said? Uh, she rejects me. When she's that mad, she she doesn't want to have anything to do with me anymore for an hour. And she cries and she's frustrated. And she's loud, but in a different way. That I, I don't like it. And I try to to say to her... I know you're upset. I just needed two minutes to talk with your brother. And then she started to talk about herself. Yeah, but what about my needs? And of course, I tell her, when is your time to be talked by by mommy or just daddy? We can do it because Diego waits for two minutes. And he knows that we are going to be back with him and he's safe. But she doesn't. Um, she doesn't, she doesn't like it. Okay. So let's go from there. When she doesn't like, when you tell her no, right? Like I keep on, I keep on telling her no. Like I don't want to, to give her the freedom to do everything she wants, whenever she wants, always, only if I hold her. Like, no. And if you need to talk to your son in private, you I mean, you, you have the right to talk to your son in private, and then your son has that right too to talk to you, to you in private. Okay. So let's just say that she's mad, and she's at the other side of that door for those 30 seconds that you're talking to your, to your son. Okay. What story do you want to tell yourself while that's happening? Well, I I actually don't think it it bothers me because it never goes through my mind that in that particular time I am not fair or not enough or like I really think that I'm doing what it needs to be done, like respecting each other times and believes in the moment. Okay. Like I, I know she's not doing it. She's not acting correctly, and I'm not trying to hold her while I talk to him. I I keep on trying to have those two minutes out of him. But then after that, she's after her little rage. She will she will keep telling me that I love him more. Like show her jealousy in an extreme not natural way that I don't like I still talk to him alone usually when children do that is it okay if I tell you a little bit about the way the children express their needs and feelings 
Sure, yes. Okay, and I teach this in the Parenting with Understanding program. So there are four behavior levels, right? Behavior level number four is full-blown meltdown and tantrum. But then before that, there are three other behavior levels that children go through when they get triggered or upset. So usually when children say hurtful things like, you prefer her more, you don't love me, I hate you, or you're a bad mommy, then it's not that they're really believing that about, about you. They're in behavior level number three, which is defensiveness. And that's the, the, what comes before a tantrum or a meltdown. So when they are in defensiveness, they are, yeah, their guard is up and they are defending themselves the best way they can, the best way they can. So maybe, yes, she might be saying you prefer him, but what she's really communicating to you is, mommy, I'm disappointed. I feel disappointed right now that I didn't get to talk to you when I wanted. So in that, in that case, what I recommend is to look, to, to see, to try to see what is the real narrative that the need that they're trying to communicate and put that in their words. So if she's saying like, ah, oh, you, you talk to my brother first, you prefer him. Oh, I see how disappointed you are, right? You wanted me to, to talk to you first. You, that's called disappointed. You are disappointed, right? And then if she's regulated enough, you can tell her, I love your brother as much as I love you. <laughs> and sometimes I will attend to him. And sometimes I will attend to you. And sometimes we'll attend, I will attend to both of you at the same time. She pretends the two minutes. After I talk to him with two minutes, she pretends the two minutes alone with her. Like equality for her is it's a must. So if I do something with him, that means that I must do something, the same thing as well with her. And she will like, of course, she will like the next time to do it first and then he can do it as well. So remember, every behavior communicates a need and a need comes from a feeling. So to, ex to help her unveil what the real feeling is, and what the need is. So if the feeling is disappointment, to put that in her mouth, in her like to tell her so she can start creating a coherent narrative in her head, right? And not growing up thinking and believing that about herself, right? And number two, to help her express her needs. So if her need is uh, quality time, that might be her love language then, okay, so I, I see, I really see that you need quality time. What can we do together from now on? Or how can we schedule that? So how do you feel hearing all this? I don't know, it seems like a, a normal talk, but at the same time, everything makes sense. And I'm so tired and, and, and relieved at the same time. It's like a mixed feelings. <laughs> wow, it's helpful. Thank you. So my question is the following. You came to this coaching session wanting to learn better ways to communicate with kindness. So we're coming to the end. Do you feel that with the awareness that you gain in this coaching session in part one and with the tools that you gain in this coaching session in part two, that you could start softening the cycle of the belief, the limiting belief that you have, 
towards a more expensive belief and therefore being able to show up in a more relaxed, I'm not trying to prove anything way to your kids. Yes, yes, a big yes, yes. I can't wait to be tomorrow morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's great. I'm sure it sounds like if it's fake, but it's it's like if I if I know what to do clearly and and it's weird because it, it seems like if it was easy to understand. Yeah, your logic is telling you, Francesca, you are enough. Your nervous system's still not there, and we need to to start catching up your new expansive belief to your nervous system, like for you to feel you are enough. And once you feel that you are enough, there is going to be times that you're going to be like, oh, I thought I really conquered this belief. How come it came back again? (laughs) So it is a healing process, you know? It is a healing process. But a healing process that your children are going to see with their own eyes and is going to enrich them so much because they're forming their own beliefs about self. And they form their own beliefs about self from the way that you show up. That's my main what they what they think about themselves and and of course their life. Like wow. So Francesca, what is the most valuable thing to finish that you got out of this co- coaching session divided in part one, part two? I came to join you with the hope to find a way to 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 be better but the realization that it can it will be not it can be it will be easy from tomorrow morning is it's re, it's a relief like i don't have tension in my shoulder anymore <laughs> It feels good. It feels good, really. So for you, the listener, this is what coaching is. It is not a Q&A. It is not about giving you more information. It's about going deep into your belief system, your family dynamic, pulling out the patterns that are happening right now and finding a way to soften and eventually break your cycle from awareness, from understanding. I'm from new, from new expansive beliefs. That's what coaching is. And I hope that you can join us in our coaching program opening this coming year in 2023. If you got anything out of this episode, please leave us a review and let us know how it helped you. Remember to follow The Considered Mama at The Considered Mama, Rachel Rogers, TikTok and Instagram, and myself, HIC Parenting at Heimput Club, on Instagram, and on TikTok. And if you are an HIC cycle breaker, meaning that you you are an HIC parenting customer, if you have any of our programs, I highly encourage you to join us on our customer-only private Facebook group. It's called HIC Cycle Breaker Private Facebook Group. Just look for us on Facebook because there we have a private community full of cycle breakers like Francesca, really supporting one another and breaking their own cycles. Okay, so remember that it only takes understanding to transform your parenting and happy new year. Thank you, Francesca, for coming. 
Thank you. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it and enjoy it.